Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Off the Record podcast. My name is Erin, and today I have a very special guest. Today I have my friend Colin with me. Colin, hello. say hello. Yes, yeah, so this is the first episode where I have a special guest, and this is the fifth episode. And today um, I asked Colin to pick one of his favorite albums to talk about, and so we're going to be doing that today. So, which album did you pick? Yeah, um, we're going to be talking about Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Yes, 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 yes. Very iconic album from, from 2010. Um, a lot of albums that I've talked about before have been like from the past, but this is still recent. But also like, it's 2023 now. Like it's 13 years old, which is crazy to think about because I feel like we kind of grew up with this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was released on Capitol Records, and it's her third studio album. And um, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and talk about where Katie was at the time of her career. Yeah. So like you said, it's her third studio album, but it's technically her second like Capitol Records album. Oh, so her really? first album. So. A little bit of Katy Perry lore. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, she grew up in a very like religious household. Yes. Both of her parents are pastors, mm-hmm. and so her first, technically, studio album was a Christian album oh. under her like given name, which is Kate Catherine Hudson. Okay. Um, okay. But her first like major day de- like record um, mm-hmm. was a record label mm-hmm. album was uh, one of the boys, and then followed up with yes. Teenage Dream. One of the boys has like I kissed a girl, hot and yeah. cold. Everyone knows them. I have that on CD, actually. Yeah. 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 But this is her second, like, major LP. Okay. Um, at this time, like I said, Katie was coming off the success of I Kissed a Girl, mm-hmm. um, Hot and Cold, Waking Up in Vegas. Um, and she was, like, on a steady high. She also had come off of being recently nominated for uh, Best New Artist at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. She did not win. I mm-hmm. believe she lost to Adele, actually. Oh, wow. Um, That's crazy. But, you know... People say that's, that award is cursed anyway. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and this, like, kind of proved that, like, she still had staying and lasting power. Mm-hmm. So at this time, like, during this album cycle, uh, she did get married to Russell Brand, mm-hmm. uh, who's a yeah. comedian. Um, and then also during this album cycle, they got divorced. Oh, uh, no. It was a very, I think it, they were married for two years. It, yeah, was, it was not very long. Yeah. Um, and it's also, like, you can, it documents it in her, like, tour documentation mm-hmm. of this. So... Uh, while she was touring for Teenage Dream, um, she filmed a documentary on the California Dreams tour mm-hmm. um, of this. So it's like a part documentary about just who Katy Perry is in her life, mm-hmm. but also like this album and the touring cycle. And part of that is like you see like the divorce and how she was literally broken up with via text yes. right before going on tour. Yes. Yeah, it's a popular clip on like Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I've it's seen like, that Katy before. Katy Perry can go on stage after being told her marriage is over. You can do anything. <laughs> Because um, she literally yeah. was, like, getting ready for a show, I think, in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and um, got broken up with, and then had to go and perform. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I know that clip. It's so, like, apparent to me in my head, because, like, it's just insane watching her, like, sob, right. and then, like, she has to, like, get on the platform to go up, and, like, she's, like, Crying has this smile. Like, yeah. It's so creepy, in yeah, a way, because it it's, like, she has to put on this face, and, like, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of pop stars have to do that. Right, right. It's crazy. Um, and so that's what's hap- that was happening, like, during her life. This album, I personally think, like, shot her into, like, a different stratosphere of pop stardom Mm -hmm. that I think only a few pop stars do hit. Um, Like, when I think it's something like a Janet Jackson and Madonna, Mm -hmm. I still think, like, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, those types of people. But, like, this really cemented her as a pop star Mm -hmm. and, like, I think also changed, like, the landscape of what pop music was to come in, like, following 2010. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I was going through this album, like when you picked this album, like obviously I knew the album, like mm -hmm. it's so popular. But going through it, like I realized like there's only three songs that I didn't know yeah. prior to listening. So like that's just like a test of time mm -hmm. to this album and like how important it was and yeah. for like the 2010s specifically. Yeah, and like this album broke a lot of records. So mm -hmm. I think it's, she has, I think it's a diamond record. Wow. sales and it's also the only album in history uh to have five number one singles come off of it the wow. only other artist to ever do that is michael jackson off of his album bad which mm -hmm. also means that katie is the only woman that holds that record wow. as well um and she He's has saying. i mean we'll, we'll talk about like what the number ones are i yeah. assume when we talk through the track list but like yeah. just that alone mm -hmm. like the album cycle for this was about three years wow. which is typically a That's artist long. has like an album cycle of like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Like they release it, they tour it, and then it's it's done. Yeah. This was like a three year album cycle. Wow. Yeah. Which was followed up with like a deluxe edition re release of the album. Mm -hmm. Which right. then had breakup songs about her um divorce. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean it is a really important um record to pick, so I'm glad you picked it. Yeah. I remember like I was introduced to Katy Perry like Probably, I was like in sixth grade or something like that. Mm -hmm. I remember it was like in between, we had like homeroom or like advisory. I don't know, like every school calls it a different thing. But like yeah. in the morning, like we just have like this 30 to an hour to like just chill and stuff. And like people were like just playing um, YouTube songs like on the mm -hmm. projector. And like one of the songs was Hot and Cold. And like that's how I started listening to Katy Perry. And obviously like I knew this album. And I, I had, like I said earlier, like I had her first CD. Yeah. Which really like... It's just crazy to yeah, yeah. think about, but um, I was yeah. introduced to her. Yeah, it was probably like fifth or sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing "I Kissed a Girl" on like the radio, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" Because it's like also at the time, like I know "I Kissed a Girl" maybe has not aged super well, but at the time, yeah. it was like, really shocking. Yeah, it was. And I remember like that happened, and then like I remember hearing. I think the first single off this was "California Girls" mm -hmm. featuring Snoop Dogg. And I remember hearing that in like it was in the summer, which is like it is definitely a summer song. Yeah. And I remember hearing it like at the pool, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then I like fully dived in, and like this is the first CD I ever purchased like oh my god on CD, wow. and then i got it on vinyl mm -hmm. later and little did i know it would like really make me into like a big fan of katie still yeah. to this day which i know she's not necessarily in the forefront of like number yeah. ones consistently mm -hmm. but like i still like her music i still like yeah. her she's still relevant so yeah 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 i mean she's she's a mom now which is yeah. crazy yeah yeah so let's go ahead and talk about the vinyl itself yeah so this vinyl record, it's a gatefold. Um, it has the iconic picture of Katy Perry laying on a cotton candy cloud. Did you know it's not a picture? It's, yes, a, it's painting. a painting. Yes. Yeah. So this is a painting of Katy laying on this cotton candy cloud, which was then recreated California, California Girl yeah. music video. Mm -hmm. Different hair, but same vibe. Yes. Yes. And then when you open up the gatefold, um, there's two pictures of Katy inside with like a candy themed queen look mm -hmm. so she has what looks like a cupcake wrapper foil dress on <laughs> oh um, my God, I've never and seen then that she has like a, like long lollipops she's holding like as a scepter a lollipop necklace mm -hmm. and then like a tiara that has lollipops candies and it looks like it's made out of whipped cream in the, like one picture and then the other picture is a close-up picture of katie um like on her face and it looks like she has like butterscotch candies around her neck that oh look God. like a necklace still wearing like that dress that is the um tin foil dress and mm -hmm. then like a crown instead of a tiara of um different candies with like whipped cream um, isn't that photo the photo that she uses for the complete deluxe yeah, yeah yeah it looks familiar um, to me. this is so the background of this photo is black but on the complete confection it's white mm -hmm. with this picture mm -hmm. and like candy canes and stuff around mm -hmm. it and then when you turn it to the back um the 
cotton candy cloud from the front is on the back as well and then it has the list of uh, all the tracks and fun thing is that in all the o's is a peppermint candy That's so um, cute. which then katie <laughs> does get a peppermint tattoo later on in her oh, life really? to, sim- to symbolize a uh, teenage dream oh, that's cute. as an album um it's produced by dr luke and max martin i know oh. dr luke yeah <laughs> uh, max martin to my knowledge is not a problem no um, he's not but dr luke yeah yikes um yeah and then uh the painting on the front was by will cotton and it's Mm -hmm. credited on the back as well again 2010 capitol records and then if you open up the entire album you just the continuous cotton candy cloud that katie's laying on that's beautiful Mm -hmm. and then the uh album inserts um are like where the lps are stored are uh peppermints um like swirled peppermints that's where the like disc actually goes and then there's song sheet inserts with lyrics on them um of each song and these actually when i first bought it and even with the cd as well they used to smell like cotton candy so they have like a cotton candy scent oh to God. each one of them that's amazing. um this is about like this record that i have is about 10 years old so the cotton candy scent oh, wow. is not there anymore it just smells like paper but um when it was first released like the attention to detail was definitely there um and then onto like the lps themselves so i have the white pressing of teenage dream i bought this back in 2013 i believe however um i know recently it has been repressed a lot but when i bought it i thought it was pretty rare um and also it was like one of the first records i had in my collection and i thought it was really cool that it's white i know Mm -hmm. a lot of like variants are pressed nowadays but uh, back in 2013, I thought that was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a nice marbled white in some areas. You can't really... It's hard to see in the white. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you have a light on it, it's a little bit marbled. And it's an opaque white mm-hmm. record to go with, like, the candy aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, the album itself and, like, what the record and the vinyl looks like. I love that. I have seen, like, the album cover with... Mm-hmm. Um, the title and her name before yeah. and like I even mentioned this in my last episode on the Billy episode where mm-hmm. like I feel like around in the 2010s a lot of album covers stopped putting the names yeah. of artists and the album itself on the cover yeah. which I always thought that was interesting and I feel like this is kind of like the era in music where they started like really doing that yeah I think a lot of times I think it was kind of a res- like a response to like the digital age of music mm. so like streaming yeah and- iTunes was really big mm-hmm. in 2010 and stuff like that because you didn't really need the title on the album yeah, because it would true. be linked there. And so I think it also, was, to me, was unique because it gave the artist like a way to focus on like what is the story mm-hmm. I'm telling and like the artwork itself for yeah. the album um, instead of like the title. Mm-hmm. And I know some album like today even they'll put like a sticker, like a hype sticker on it. But then when you take off the hype sticker, mm-hmm. there is still no yeah. thing on the album mm-hmm. that has their name. But I do think like this is like one of the first ones to really yeah. be, like. Definitely. in your face like you just can look at this and know who this is and what the album is right? yeah 100 percent. and so like because it's so iconic mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I agree and i think it's really cool like to see how it's like ebbed and flowed like mm-hmm. from older albums that definitely have like names in them because yeah. of how they sold them mm-hmm. versus like wasn't necessarily needed yeah exactly so the track list goes as followed teenage dream last friday night in parentheses tgif mm-hmm. california girls featuring snoop dogg firework Peacock, Circle the Drain, The One That Got Away, E.T., Who Am I Living For, Pearl, Hummingbird Heartbeat, and Not Like the Movies. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into these tracks. Yeah, so right off the bat, I'm looking at like the back of the vinyl, and then side A 
all three songs on side A, which are Teenage Dream, mm-hmm. TGIF, Last Friday Night, and California Girls Reaching Snoop Dogg, all three of those songs are number one Billboard singles, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like, what a crazy way to start off like this yeah. juggernaut of an album. Mm-hmm. Um, so Teenage Dream. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the first song that I had personally heard of from this album. Yeah. I mean, it's just her talking about like comparing the love that she's feeling now to like feeling like a teenager in mm-hmm. love and and like even you mentioned earlier that like she grew up really religious like i feel like a lot of songs kind of not like contradict that but i feel like you can kind of tell that she has because maybe she was like restrained from maybe talking yeah. about like sex and like her sexuality and like mm-hmm. being sexual and like you can really i feel like her like Katy perry specifically like talked a lot about that type of stuff because i don't think yeah. a lot of artists at the time were doing that and it was like kind of controversial and she was racy but like it was especially for like effective. a woman exactly for a woman i think she definitely pushed that envelope yeah and i agree definitely. i think like especially like on teenage dream the song yeah like she like there's a lyric that i get your heart racing and my skin yeah I'll yeah be your teenage dream tonight and i think like it kind of is with her background and like growing up in a super religious household she didn't get to necessarily have those like teenage mm-hmm. relationships that you read about or see on like movies yeah and so like i think in her 20s was when she was out of the house and she was mm-hmm. exploring that and like that's also evident on like her very first album as yeah, well and like too. still continues onto this album mm-hmm. um i also think and she even has said like after this album um like she was really exploring like this bombshell 1950s pinup mm-hmm. version of herself mm-hmm. which i think like when looking at the album pictures like you can you definitely can see like the makeup yeah. the hair mm-hmm. like it was very much 1950s bombshell-esque mm-hmm. um and I think she was trying to sell that as well as like her and also like carve her way out as like, this is my brand, which mm-hmm. I think was smart. And then I also think some things like, and I'm a really big Katy Perry fan, mm-hmm. but I think like this album specifically was so iconic, but it kind of pigeonholed her into like this cotton candy, candy aesthetic. Yeah, I agree And like, with that. I think she was hard, it was hard for her to break out of that era mm-hmm. of like this bubblegum pop. Yeah pretty candy and like childlike thing Mm -hmm. yeah but on the flip side i think that like only her only she could do it and did it successfully yeah i agree yeah some lyrics include you make me feel like feel like i'm living a teenage dream before you met me i was all right but things were kind of heavy you brought me to life now every february you'll be my valentine and Mm -hmm. she's referencing she's talking about russell brand yeah i feel like the hype of her being in love with him yeah expressing that because i think when writing this album she was definitely in the early stages of that Mm -hmm. relationship um at least that's what it perceived to the media uh Mm -hmm. she hasn't confirmed any of those things yeah of course um we can only assume right and then she also has had some other famous like exes Mm -hmm. like i know one of these albums later on is specifically about a certain person Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah like it's just exploring like this fun teenage love that then kind of ends yeah and then it's kind of sad to see with the re-release of this album how it turns with like yes. songs like wide awake and yes. part of me that are on that and not on this original record where she talks about like the heartbreak and like rebuilding after that yeah. and stuff like that yeah so definitely it's a full 360 yeah definitely so next song is last friday night yeah and it's just a it's just a party song it is oh to parting hard <laughs> yeah um i remember hearing this in like eighth grade and like googling some of the lyrics because i didn't understand me too <laughs> um i learned thank you katie Gray, what a menage a trois is oh my god me too um because i googled it and i really rocked my world <laughs> um but 
the album, like this song's so fun. The music video for this song yeah. is so fun. It's like mm. an 80s like, yeah. movie theme. And it had like other celebrities in it. So it had like... Um, Rebecca Black is Rebecca in Black's it. in it. Because yeah. that's when like Rebecca Black's Friday was really yeah. popular online. Um, and I was like, it's so funny to reference another thing in pop culture yeah. in that. Definitely. And I think she had like... Um, a few people that were on Glee in it, okay. at the same t- at, like as well. Mm-hmm. Super fun music video. Yeah. Super fun song too. Like, yeah, it's a great like party song. And then now being in my twenties and like mm-hmm. as has gone to college and like still being in my twenties, going out, I'm like, yeah, I understand what you like. <laughs> last Friday night just chaos, but I yeah. would do it all again. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so next song is California Girls featuring Snoop Dogg. This I think. To me, I don't think it, I don't know if number wise it is the biggest song in this album, but to me, this was like the moment. Yes. It was the lead single off the album. Um, and, and she it, had Snoop Dogg on yeah, it. Like, it was it, a big deal. And it ushered in, like, this era of Katy Perry mm-hmm. that I don't think anyone was prepared for because I think a lot of people were like, oh, she's just the hot and cold girl, the I kissed a girl mm-hmm. type little girl pop star. And then she came in with, like, this big summer juggernaut song that, like, even to this day, if I want to feel like I'm in a summer mood, if yeah. I'm in the pool, I'm going to put on <laughs> California Girls. Um, and so, again, with Snoop Dogg, like, it's a California representation song. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has even gone on to talk about um, this song specifically and how in the same year, Jay-Z and uh, Jay-Z Alicia released, Keys. Yes, yes. released Empire State of Mind. And that, yeah. that was, like the east coast song this is my west coast song yes and like she has lyrics like west coast represent and stuff like that and like to have her but also another californian icon like snoop Mm -hmm. dogg on it was really fun and also i think to play with two genres of like this really crisp bubblegum pop Mm -hmm. and then hip-hop all in the same thing uh was really good and i also think like this is one of the first albums that really introduced rappers being featured on mm. pop albums because mm-hmm. prior to that you didn't see it as much yeah you it really was more did. like other hip-hop artists um featured on other hip-hop mm-hmm. albums or you would have hip-hop artists feature on people's albums particularly men mm-hmm. specifically yes. that also kind of lean toward r&b something like justin timberlake stuff like that yeah. but like this is the first time you see like a mega pop star making pop music mm-hmm. but then have a rap verse yeah and then that continued into the 2010s yeah, and even, like, around this time, like, Nicki Minaj was blowing up, and, yes. like, that, I, but I feel like this definitely introduced that, and then, obviously, like, well, this is a different artist, but, like, right. you know, it's still, like, catapulted Nicki Minaj and other rap artists to, like, be on, like, so many pop yeah. songs. Yeah, and, like, that crossover really, I think, helped blow up pop music, like, hip-hop music specifically, and kind of open the gates of what mm-hmm. music could be, especially not, like, genre-bending and, like, yeah. not just holding it into one thing. Yeah. I agree. One lyric, she says, sipping gin and juice, and that's Mm -hmm. actually a direct reference to a Snoop Dogg song, Gin and Juice. And then she says, you could travel the world, but nothing comes close to the Golden Coast, and the Golden Coast is her home. home. In California, Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then also, like we said earlier in the music video, she depicts the album cover, which is cool. Yeah, and I think that's, again, why this is such a big song, because like the whole album is themed around it. And that was the one where it's like, they basically play like the game Candyland mm-hmm. throughout the music video. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're going to save other Candyland characters, which are these other girls dressed up yeah, um yeah. in like candy outfits, and Katie's going to help them and goes through like the whole board game, and Snoop Dogg is like the candy king that's holding them hostage, and then like it breaks out. You also get like iconic like pop culture moments from mm-hmm. this, like the whipped cream bra. Yeah. Which is like shooting the whipped cream and stuff oh, like Oh my god. 
like things that where it's like when you say Katy Perry, those are things you immediately. Yes. Think of. No, I. That's crazy that you mentioned the whole music video because I haven't. I probably haven't watched that in like ten years, but I yeah. can visualize it like mm-hmm. word for word, and like that's like a yeah. test of time to like how iconic this. Yeah, and the production on it was yeah. huge. Which like I know people have big like music videos, and but I think music videos kind of died after a lot of it after MTV really moved away from music videos yeah. in like the late like their late mid nineties, mm-hmm. and I think this specifically in the 2010s really brought back the art form of like a music video can be a production in like a mini movie Mm -hmm. and i think that like we've seen that continuing like all the way up to like last year taylor swift made a mini film yes you know yes and so like like, i'm not saying like katie Mm -hmm. here is the only person to credit for music videos but like she really showed like look it can have self-story yeah and all this other stuff and it can be really fun and help sell the song Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be her on a beach yeah. And still get yeah. the point across. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next song is Firework. Yeah. Very uplifting song. Yeah, Katie is known to have, like, these little anthem moments mm-hmm, throughout definitely. her music. And I think Firework was her first to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Firework was a big song. Also one of her number one songs. So we've already hit four of the number one songs yeah. on this album. Yeah. Within the first four tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's insane. It's crazy. And Firework... If you're ever feeling down, listen to Firework. It makes you feel real good about yourself. Um, the music video, great. She's shooting off fireworks out of her chest. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> I remember that. But also, like, it has a lot of representation in it. So it has yeah. people of color in the music video. Um, I think I remember vividly there's a scene where, like, presumed gay man is being, mm-hmm. like, bullied. And then, like, in it, you see, like, all these people's stories. And, like, as she's singing Firework, you see, like, a firework bubble up in their chest yeah, and then start yeah. to shoot off. Mm-hmm. And, like that representation like he kisses another boy and for 2010 yeah that was a big, a big deal, deal. yeah um, and i think for people forget like how much our society has progressed in these yeah, 13 years definitely. and so like things like that for a pop star to be doing mainstream were a big deal um and then also like it's just a good pump you up song feel good yeah i mean some lyrics that you say include do you know that there's still a chance for you because there's a spark in you and then she goes on to saying, because baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you're worth. Like, yeah. it is such positive yeah, like, affirmations. Yes, like, throughout the whole song. And I think that's, like, why it was so successful. Like, people really gravitated towards it. Yeah. I don't um, think there was, like, a song like this before. No, not, like, that I think specifically spoke to individuals, mm-hmm. at least. I think it was very much, like, you know, uh, I think there was anthems and stuff, but they're more, like, pump-up anthems. Like, yeah. this is, like... Speaking to you as a person, yeah. like, who you are, and, like, you're so much more than what you think you might be. All right, so next song is Peacock. Oh, Peacock. <laughs> so, I remember listening to this when I was, like, 13, and, yeah. like, my jaw just dropped, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, It'll definitely make you blush. Yes. Um, it's a very cheeky song. So people think Peacock would have been the next single off of Teenage Dream if she didn't re-release it. I personally oh. don't subscribe to that. Okay, But people really like it, and... I think it also kind of plays into what Katie's always been doing in her career up to this point with like I Kissed a Girl was controversial. It was like, how can I make this tongue in cheek Mm -hmm. song about literally sex? Yeah. But that I can still market to children because a child will know what this means. Exactly. Um, And like, and she was really good at that. Like, even like later albums, she releases like birthday which is yes. all about like her being naked yeah yeah but birthday like suit. it was on the radio and you hear it and it's like oh it's a fun birthday song yeah that's not at all but like exactly it is and like the lyrics on peacock are a little wild um, they are i was like <laughs> can i even say any of these like i don't know if i yeah. want to i also think like 
around this time, like up until this point, like there were so many songs like sexualizing women. And there wasn't and, like, many for men. No, yeah. and like this is like one of the first songs that is like explicitly mm-hmm. talking about sexualizing a man. Yes. Which like not that objectification is good on either. Of way. course not. Yeah. But, but to flip think, it on like, its head. Yeah, and like, and I don't think she meant to like make it this like big radical thing, but at the time, it's like. It was funny about though. Women. Yes, it's and very it, tongue in cheek. Yeah, and it's very like lighthearted in a way. Like it's, yeah. it's funny, and she even like said like that she wanted to this song to be funny, and just you right. know, and, like and you kind of laugh. Are Ridiculous. you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Yeah, and then like, just says not the rest of the word without p on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also love when she performed this on the California Dreams tour. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was not able to go. I was going to ask you if you've ever seen her live. I have. Oh, really? I saw her on the Prismatic World Tour oh, in 2014. Okay, nice. She was touring Prism, which is like mm-hmm. the album that has Roar and Dark Horse on mm-hmm. it. And she did perform. She didn't perform Peacock, but she performed like the big hits off of this uh-huh. album on it, obviously. Yeah. But I watched the concert film for this, and when she performs Peacock, she has this like almost like Vegas showgirl like tail. Oh, so my it's, like, God. A, it's like a one bodysuit, mm-hmm. right? It, like when she's standing there the tail is down so it just looks like a skirt of feathers mm-hmm. and then her dancers are around her with like these big feathered fans and like making like a tail behind her and then they put it up and it looks like a peacock behind her oh my god and it's just amazing. it's one of my favorite costumes katie has ever worn i think it's just like so camp and so mm-hmm. like on the nose for the song it's just i love it love it love it love it um and so yeah peacock's a fun song would lie if i said i didn't enjoy blasting out to it in the car um but it's definitely not for everyone, and like, yeah. don't recommend it for your kids for teenage. Strength. No, definitely um, not. They probably won't understand it. But uh, <laughs> if you want to just save their innocence, don't listen to Peacock around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a that's a song. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a song. So next song is "Circle the Drain." Yeah, this is my personal favorite. Really? Yes. That's I interesting. yeah. A lot I, of the fandom don't like "Circle the Drain." Really? I mean, I just think it's so dark and it's it like very heavy and like more like it's not like yes, it's not a it's pop definitely. song at all. Like it's very. Uh, I agree. Which I understand why. I mean, like it is kind of like this turning point in the mm-hmm. record where like she does talk about like more personal stuff and, and more like things. deeper things. I agree. And like it's rumored, it's not confirmed, but like it's rumored that this song is about um Travi McCoy from yes. Gym Class Heroes. Yes. So and she did we, date him. Yes. And that's what the rumor is. I know Katie hasn't Yeah, I mean um, like, it's all speculation, but I mean this song is about like him dealing like, with like drug, drug use, use yeah. and alcohol abuse and yeah. her like not wanting to take care of him and right and like not I'm not deal your with mother. that I exactly. think that's literally a lyric in the song is like I'm not your mother yeah something like that yeah she says I want to be your lover not your effing mother yeah. can't be a savior I don't have the power I'm not going to say and watch you circle the drain yeah I think for me when I first listened to this album like way back when mm-hmm. it is such a like pivot in mm-hmm. the rest of the album it is because 100%. like up until now you're getting these like light airy bubblegum pop fun songs mm-hmm. or like Firework, which is like this big like anthem, and yeah. like it's very uplifting, and then it just flips it on its head, kind of, yeah. and it's like, here's a song about drug use, and that I yeah. am tired of being like the person to hold you accountable. But I also feel like it does speak to a thing that a lot of women specifically go through in their life, where like they get in relationships with these mm-hmm. men, yeah. <laughs> bum men, to for the lack of better words, yeah. who kind of like feed off of like oh well she'll take care of me she'll do this for me yeah and like like, to speak mm -hmm. on like i want attention too because that's what she's talking about in the song like yeah i want attention 
I, I like I'm not I'm tired of talking to you and then you fall asleep because you're on drugs yeah um, yeah and like to realize like no I'm tired of seeing you circle the drain like I'm over it um and this song I think definitely hones back to her first album lot which was definitely more rock inspired mm-hmm. I mean she toured on yeah. Warped Tour for that album whoa really yeah, that's you, crazy yeah you can google like Katy Perry Warped Tour Charlotte and there's a video of her in like a Denny's in Charlotte serving people food. oh my god that's yeah. amazing and like wow. it definitely hones back to I think her original more alt mm-hmm. and like rock yeah. emo type phase yeah. music of hers definitely um, cause like that's definitely what this is mm-hmm. it was just like it kind of flips the album that's ahead so for me, Circle of Dream was not one of my faves on the album. That's that's fair. Because I mean, it I stuck think, out so much. Yeah, I mean, in the album, it definitely is kind of like a slap in the face. But yeah. like by, with like the song itself, like it is like my favorite just because like she is so raw and honest. Yeah. Like if you take it out of the context of the album, like it makes true. more sense. But like I, I understand why because the whole album is just so fun and like poppy, and then it's just like boom. Like you yeah. said earlier, like it's. Like she says, um, I thought I was the exception. I could reroute your addiction. Mm-hmm. You could have been the greatest, but you'd rather get wasted. Yeah. And like she just doesn't want to be responsible for his actions, and like she doesn't want to be his mother. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to yeah. have to deal with like that burden of his choices and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's an important song. And there, oh, there's sure. there's another lyric that stood out to me. She said, "You say that you love me, but you won't remember in the morning." Which yeah. I'm like, "Whoa!" Like that's just it is very heavy and yeah, I mean, it just really does depict like this toxic relationship where somebody is just like not like really there and like yeah. not really able to like give them their all just because of substances so yeah i mean i i see what you're saying just yeah. for me in my first lesson i was like whoa what is this? that's fair that's totally but fair. going back at it now especially also looking at it as like an adult because when this came out when yeah. we were in like middle school we were or like 12 or 13 yeah like going we into high kids. school like we were young yeah looking at it as an adult's lens i'm like i definitely see this more because i have more life experience yeah and definitely. she also wrote this like around the same age that we are now yeah she was like 25 or yeah. so so it makes more sense yeah mm-hmm. i totally get that all right, so next song is the one that got away. Oh, one of my this favorites. song, I remember being like thirteen and like and crying broken, over this song, over broken. That I didn't even know. Yeah, it's like I've never even had a boyfriend this time, this but I'm like so crying good. over it. Like, and the- it's so interesting that when this song was blowing up, like on pop radio, was also the same time that her and Russell Brand were getting divorced. Whoa, so clearly, that's the crazy. one that got away was not written about him, but it was fitting into that her life yeah. at the time which is kind of heartbreaking because like the it lyrics is. are pretty sad it is some lyrics include never planned that one day i'd be losing you yeah in another life i would be your girl we keep all our promises be us against the world so she's just like reminiscing mm-hmm. of like an old love that love. Like, got away literally yeah yeah and like uh, that is a common phrase like the one that got away like it basically just means like that person that you thought would be the one like got away got and like away. you're never and like she keeps going back to that person and that yes. relationship of like what if and yes. i think there's like those like i like even in some of the verses there's lyrics of like um they got matching tattoos and like yes. the first verse and yes. then in the second verse as long she's like saw you downtown singing the blues heard you got your tattoo removed yeah and it's yeah. like that's so sad oh it's because, so like, sad they were so in love and then like the same person life goes on obviously mm-hmm. but then his tattoos removed yeah and like he doesn't acknowledge her yeah. and stuff like that yeah I mean, I think after Circle of the Drain, these next few songs are, like, a lot more personal. They definitely and, are. I mean, besides E.T. E. But, see, but yeah, I mean, you kind of have to... I yeah. feel like you have to break a little bit. Yeah, you, know? you, you can't don't just want to be too heavy. Especially with, exactly. like, the top, the A side of the exactly. album. Exactly. Because the B side of the album would be so, like, heavy, it just yeah. wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, exactly. So, like we said, the next song is E.T., yeah. which is funny because those are my initials. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's, um, that was like that my nickname. Um, <laughs> so E.T. Uh, is the fifth number one single on this album. Yes. Um, but not this version, even though it counted for it. So the fifth number one actually is a feature from Kanye West. Yeah. It's actually really good, though. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Um, yeah, Kanye really, I mean, Ugh, God, that's Kanye so- as a person aside, had some great music. Yes. Um, can't really speak to what he's up to now, and I don't want to. Yeah, but, no, same. but the one that got away was a big success. I just don't believe it went number one. But yeah. ET did go number one mm. with the Kanye West verse, which also in with this Kanye kind of like helped create like a blueprint of what Katie's rap verses on songs would be because mm-hmm. he had a small intro she sang and then he had his own yes. version of the song and then that is followed by other remixes of mm-hmm. songs so like on the complete confection version of this there's a um remix of tgif featuring missy elliott yes that's um true. then later on she has dark horse featuring juicy mm-hmm. j yeah and like all these other people and like they kind of follow that same template that worked on et mm-hmm. i don't know if it was yeah. katie being like hey that worked when i yeah. made it this one time with kanye so let's just follow that formula because snoop Dogg didn't have that like he didn't have an intro and then yeah. it just went to his verse yeah and like you didn't know snoop was on the song until towards the end well actually i think in the beginning like doesn't he say like greetings like ladies oh, he, does. Journey. he right. does You're yeah right. he actually does so it's, I like guess, a, it's really small yes, though but like that's like the formula that she like follows and it worked for her obviously um, yeah, ET's fun. Like she's just comparing her love to like an alien. Yeah, basically, and, like I mean, being she... abducted and like it's so odd or it's like weird and like yeah. out of this world. Yeah, as if Kanye talks about the abduction part, not her, and not in like a kidnapping way. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me clarify. Yeah, yes. more of like a um, like you're so wrapped up in this like relationship yeah. type way. Yeah, it's fun. ET's not one of my favorites on the album. Um, it wasn't my favorite like number one mm-hmm. single she had either. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's fair. It's like a, it's catchy. It's really fun to see live. Like when I mm-hmm. saw it live, mm-hmm. she was in like this metal cage and she like went up oh, in the wow. air in this like arena and mm-hmm. like was spinning around. Yeah, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like one of those songs where it's like I prefer it live than listening. That's fair. Like if I'm if when I'm revisiting this album. I mean, if it's on vinyl, I'm not going to skip it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to move the needle. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm listening to my phone, uh, I usually tend to skip it. That's fair. Um, That's especially really fair. this version because I prefer the version with Kanye West. I, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like Kanye definitely did like amp it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some lyrics include, boy, you're an alien, your touch, so foreign, it's supernatural, extraterrestrial, which is what ET stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a fun song. I mean, it definitely does break the two heavy songs that we for just sure. got. And I think it does serve a purpose, but I, I get it too. I mean, like, even when I was listening to this, like, without the Kanye West verses, like, it felt like something was missing. Because yeah. I'm so used to, like, because I would listen to the remix version way more right and that's like the one that was more popular yeah. and the remix version was eventually put on the complete confection when it was when yeah. the album was reissued but when this was released in the original album cycle uh the remix was just released as a single but yeah i agree and it's fun um just not the best and i think especially seeing up on this album to where we got like everything kind of was a full complete story in the song and this one was kind of just like it's here you know yeah i think Kanye made it a more complete song yeah um, so don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. I totally get that. Because like this album is like one of my favorite albums of all mm-hmm. time. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it's just there. Exactly. Uh, so next song is "Who Am I Living For." It's a heavy hitter. And yeah, this is a song I did not know. I had yeah. not listened to until this was one of the ones that have not been popularized. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it is about like dealing with like her religious upbringing and kind of dealing with that, and then like being a pop star and like all the bad things that yeah. come with it, and like kind of 
wrestling with that and I can't even imagine I mean I didn't grow up religious or anything like that but like right. you know if your parents are pastors and then like you're talking about like sex drugs, sex and like drugs partying, and yeah like, like all this stuff shift. yeah so I like some lyrics include this test is my own cross to bear but I will get there I can see the heavens but still hear the flames calling out my name so mm-hmm. she has she's using these like religious imageries I mean like yeah, heaven which, and like, hell like she flames knows so are, well too because yeah. she grew up in it yeah, I agree. And I think there's a lyric like, heavy is the head that wears the crown mm-hmm. in it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, hauling back to, like, religious roots. Um, I'm a big sucker for songs like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love when a pop star hates being famous. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, Lucky yeah. by Britney Spears. Yeah. The Lucky One by Taylor Swift. Like, yep. all these songs where it's like, oh, woe is me. And, like, not saying that being a pop star can't be hard because you don't mm-hmm. have privacy. Like, you yeah. literally don't have privacy. Yeah, You're, You have to perform, like, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. She literally got broken up when I go on stage. Like, yeah. it's kind of like crazy that like they have to put on this show yeah but i do like songs like this kind of like reminds the listener like these are humans too yeah it humanizes them yeah because i think we forget like especially when a super like a person becomes a superstar to a Mm -hmm. point where it's like this type of fame is not normal and not accessible like accessible to like the average person it kind of brings the listener back down to like this is a person and Mm -hmm. they have like they struggle too and like yeah. Money really can't buy happiness yeah. because, like, you would look at some of these celebrities. And I'm like, oh, what are you? What could you possibly be worrying about? Exactly. And so things like this, and then it also kind of, I think, also when writing this, I think Katie wrote this in a mindset of coming off her first album, which was so like very big success, but like mm-hmm. her first single ever that was mm-hmm. popular was "I Kissed a Girl." Yeah. And I can't imagine her pastor parents oh, were a big fan God. of that. Yeah. And so I think like she's writing this from like a. Where am I at now? Where's my family lie now? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm doing things that they may not necessarily be happy for, but, like, I need to do this for me. And, like, her and her family still are, like, speaking, like, to now. They're so close and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, in her documentary that went along with this album, mm-hmm. she talks about growing up so religious. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't even call deviled eggs deviled eggs. They had Whoa, to call them, like, really? angel eggs. <gasps> yeah. Stop. Um, she couldn't watch MTV. Wow. So, like, her... Like, and then her I, ending up on MTV. Like, yeah, that's so, like, crazy. her idea of music was very limited. And that's why her first yeah. album was, like, a Christian album. Wow. And so, like, she to break that, I know her parents were, like, just, they had to have been in mm-hmm, shock. Yeah. And I think that's where she's writing this from, of, like, this newfound fame, as well yeah. as, like, what the old me was and mm-hmm. what people perceive me as to who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really do like Who Am I Living For. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand why it wasn't a single, it's really not a single type track. It's yeah. definitely an album track, but yeah. it's a good one. And, like, one, I think when you're listening through, like, people find to enjoy. Yeah. 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 All right, so next song is Pearl. So this so is good. another song I did not know. This is also like a heavy song that's yeah. like very personal. I mean, some lyrics include, she's a pyramid, but with him, she's a grain of sand. Mm-hmm. She was a hurricane, but now she's just a gust of wind. So like, she's just talking about like this partner who... Breaks her down. Yeah. And it's yeah. just bad. Just I really like her. Pearl a lot. Um, I do too. I think it's a great song. Pearl, I really like because it genuinely, I think, although it's written from the perspective of like... Well, actually, when you're listening to the song, it kind of it is list to the listeners, like from the perspective of a person from the outside looking in in a relationship of like this girl's being well, perceived to be a girl because she keeps she says she um, is being broken down by some partner, whether and we don't know if it's like an abusive relationship or something, yeah. but someone is daunting over this person, right? Yeah. But then at the end, she kind of flips the script, and she was like, I used to be, yes. and then she starts talking about herself. Mm-hmm. So it's like the song kind of starts as like you think it's like oh she's watching somebody and like mm-hmm. wants to be like oh but you're so much more and like mm-hmm. kind of going back to like what firework did like remind you of like your mm-hmm. self-worth 
But then, in the end of the song, she reminds herself of herself for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, really powerful. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the hook is, can't believe she became a shell of herself because she used to be a pearl. And then, like, at the end, she says, I used to be a pearl. Yeah. Which, like, you know, maybe she's talking to her past self or her current self, Mm -hmm. like, from, like, a third-party perspective and then kind of, like, admitting, like, oh, this is what I'm dealing with. Because, I mean, when you're in a toxic relationship or, like, when somebody's dragging you down, I don't think you really realize you're in that because, like, you're still... You don't listen. And like you want to be right and you want to yeah be in love with them and all that stuff but they might not be right for you and, yeah, then, like, and you it don't takes... realize it until you're on the outside of it yeah and i think that is something that like she speaks to mm-hmm. of like i've been there and i know you're not going to see this now but like yeah everybody else around you can see it yeah and like you'll know it one day when you're out of yeah. it um and so i think it's a really powerful song i agree so next song is hummingbird heartbeat which <sighs> is the last song i did not know about hummingbird heartbeat for me, is one of my faves on this Really? Album. Okay. I think it's okay. just super fun. It's like very fast paced. Yes. Everyone says like Peacock would have been the fifth number one single if she really said. Mm-hmm. I personally believe Hummingbird Heartbeat would have been the fifth. I think mm-hmm. it's super catchy. Yeah. Super fun. And like similar to Peacock, very tongue in cheek. I was thinking the same However, thing. However, I think it's not as in your face explicit as Peacock. Like Peacock is yeah. very just like, we know what it's about. Yeah. Hummingbird Heartbeat's more like lighthearted. Yes. And it's more so like about, about love. Yes. The lust that yeah. like Peacock is. Yeah. 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 And I love this song personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's just super fun. Like that, I think that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some lyrics include, I make you bloom like a flower that you've never seen. Mm-hmm. This lyric cracks me up. She says, let's pollinate to create a family tree. Yeah. This evolution with you comes naturally. naturally. So like there's this whole like, she even says like the birds and the bees. bees. Yeah. She uses these like nature um, references. Yeah, nature references mm-hmm. and metaphors. And But it is talking about like making love with like the person that you're in love with which yeah. I think it makes it sweet. It's not like Yeah, it's not like gross. It's more like just yeah. fun, lighthearted. Yeah. And to me I think for it to especially be on the second half of the album where a lot of the songs are more heavy yeah. kind of really like blows a breath of fresh air into like the yeah. like right before we get to the end yes. and the last song is you know, we'll get we'll to, get it, to but, that but um, like it gives you this big like burst of energy right before we end the album and it Definitely. kind of like hones back to the top part of the album yes um, I agree and so I really love it mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like a fun cute tongue in cheek yeah. song alright so then the next song is so gut wrenching I yeah. again like even with the one that got away like this song and that one like they both just like made me cry when i was like a kid yeah. no love experience at all no, but like it still is so sad yeah and so she's just talking about waiting for her true love to come and she says um when he's the one i'll come undone and my world will stop spinning and that's just the beginning and i guess like did she do you know if like she wrote this like when they were getting a divorce or so like... not like the movies i don't know if she wrote i think she wrote this about a person that was not russell brand i think she kind of writes it in from a sense of relationships that have failed mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. if it's not right it's not right but when yeah. it's the one you'll know yeah and like kind of like to the name of the song like if it's not like the movies that's mm-hmm. how it should be yeah um which are like lyrics from the song it was not written like when they were divorced and actually there's a performance i don't remember what award show it was at i want to say it was like the american music awards where so russell brent and her got married in india oh um, whoa i did not know and that. there's a performance of this live where she's sitting on like this big like swing of flowers mm-hmm. and she's wearing this like big white gown mm-hmm. and like she starts low to the ground and the swing pulls up and as it pulls up the gown comes up with it and creates a screen behind her <gasps> and wedding footage from their wedding <gasps> is being projected Stop. behind her while she's singing it which then insinuates like i'm so in love and like it's finally like the movies uh-huh. and like 
which now is kind of heartbreaking because like she at 25 was like she quite literally had it all she had a husband that she loved she had fame success um was living her dream of making music for the masses Mm -hmm. and so she's performing this song about like if it's not like movies that's how it should be while her wedding footage is being filmed like projected behind her on this dress and then a few months later they break up and get divorced and so that's like really sad yeah i will say though like you know listen to that song that's like over 10 years old and like now she's married to orlando bloom who is an actor so and in in the movies yeah and like they have a kid together yeah and they've been very and they've been together for a long time yeah it is nice to see it came full circle and exactly the song itself still holds up i think a lot of the songs in this album still hold up because i think sometimes when you especially like pop albums Mm -hmm. when you revisit them some of them don't age very well yeah they really do um it very much like can hold the like time like it was made i think teenage dream is one of those albums that like transcends time i think it created a lot of like what of pop music is now mm-hmm. and like ushered in like what we expect from pop music and pop stars yeah at, in, like in the digital age of like mm-hmm. streaming and stuff and so it still holds up and to see that like she finally has what is like the movies and she's mm-hmm. <laughs> quite literally with like a mega actor and she has a yeah. baby and like she's happy yeah is nice because like in her works earlier and even like in her follow-up album to this which is prism mm-hmm. she which is a lot heavy heavy on mm-hmm. like her divorce mm-hmm. um like prism is to see that like where she is now versus where she was it's like it's really nice to see yeah. as like as a person because like i think katie Perry is a nice person she seems mm-hmm. um and so i'm just ha- i'm happy for her that she finally got her like movie ending yeah me too mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah that was the whole album yes if you made it this far thank you for listening yeah but colin thank you for joining me on this episode if you ever want to come back let me know we can talk about anything but yeah so that was katie perry's teenage dream if you want to go ahead and follow me on off the record with et on instagram go ahead and do that if you want to email me at off the record with et at gmail you can do that as well all right so we're also going to spin the wheel real quick to figure out what we're going to be talking about next week so let's go ahead and do that Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about AM by the Arctic Monkeys, so check that out on the next episode. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed, and remember to listen to your favorite song today, and take care. Bye, guys. Bye. It's just the beginning